Hello, before I begin today's show, I want to tell you about a live improv comedy night I'm hosting upstairs in Chaplin's Bar in Dublin on Wednesday, April 26th. It's called Hooray for Comedy, and it's going to feature some of your favourite performers from this show. Headlining on the night is one of Ireland's best improv groups, Tumbleweed. That's Pearl O'Rourke and Kelly Shatter, who are both regulars on this podcast. Pearl's on today's episode. Opening the show will be myself and Mark Canton performing as the Mega Max Method, two deluded self-help gurus who are making it all up on the spot. And we'll have a performance from The Amazing Bag of Cats, another Dublin-based improv comedy troupe. Doors open at 7pm, show starts at 7.30. Tickets are available now on Eventbrite. That's Hooray for Comedy, Wednesday, April 26th in Chaplin's Bar. If you'd like to support this podcast, please do come along. And you can follow me at Phoning It In Show on Instagram and Twitter for more information on that and other live performances coming up. But for now, on with the show. Phoning It In. Phoning It In. If you're in a quandary or got dirty laundry, then you should be phoning it. Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show. My name is Dave Coffey. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. I'm going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about bad customer service. Astrid, you received bad customer service from a male escort, is that right? Yeah, I was very disappointed. Um, at the end of it. Why? I just, it wasn't what I was expecting and I wasn't, it wasn't good value. It wasn't good value. What what happened? Well, how much detail do you want, Dave? I mean, I mean, yeah, as much detail as you're comfortable sharing. Oh, I mean, I'm very, com- I'm very open, transparent, and actually, that's that's one of the reasons that I don't belong. <laughs> that you, one of the reasons you what? <laughs> that I don't have a long term partner. Because you're too kind of open. open and people can't handle the truth and people can't handle a woman's emotion. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I run the gamut daily. The full spectrum of feelings. Of emotions, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I was just hoping, and I'd written it in my order for the escort, that the, that was the kind of thing that I was interested in doing. I wanted like a, a boyfriend experience that right. was going to be willing to put up with my my full self. The full gamut of emotions that you were going to be running through. And, and all the other stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, as in the, the like sexual stuff. Yeah. 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 And so wh- where did it go wrong then? Was it the... And medical. <laughs> you were looking for medical services from the escort? Well, a bit of, bit, a bit of um, kind of give and take. I don't know. What do you mean by that? Well, I just thought, like that's that's my fetish, you see. Is oh, me- medical medical procedures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like small surgeries. Small surgeries. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you say giving and receiving? Yeah. yeah. So it's very specific, and obviously, when somebody—I mean, I've been looking for this for years, all over the globe. I've written this on forums and Facebook and everything, and looking for somebody, anybody. Who's willing to do these three things? Emotions, yeah, s- s- the sexual thing, yeah, and uh, on the side of that, the medical S- the surgeries <laughs> and procedures and stuff, yeah. And was it that hard to find that? Because I would have thought, I don't you know, in the world of this, makes me think you're into some interesting <laughs> things, Dave. Because most people would say that that my um, particular flavor. Of intimacy is unpalatable. <laughs> I mean, it's unusual for sure. But not unpalatable according to you. <laughs> I'm just I saying, mean, uh, when there's money on that. offer, I would have thought, you know, you'd have a chance of um, of finding someone who'd do it for you. I, I would have found three people mm-hmm. to do a bit of both, you know, a bit of each. Each, you know? yeah. But I am not into that kind of thing. You want one person who can one deliver it all. That, but like, oh, you know, three people, that would be disgusting. Yeah, well, okay, fair enough. So you had an escort lined up. Yeah. Had they agreed in advance to take on all three? Yes, they had agreed for a fee. Of course, as yeah. As in, they, they agreed for a fee. 
the fee the was f- for the agreement. For the agreement. Okay, and was there to be another fee to actually go through it? Was... There was to be a, a rolling list of fees to okay. pay, which I liked. Why did you like that? I'm a bit. Oh, I'm a bit into that too. The whole just paying dom thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So where did it go wrong then? Did you get to do a medical procedure? It was an absolute mess, Dave. Was this what happened? I'm like, I just, you know, what I categorized what I wanted as a tweakment, you know. A tweakment. Yeah, you know these these small, cause kind of cosmetic. Oh yeah, what tweakment were you getting? What was I getting? Well, I was hoping to get implants. Yeah. In my. In your what? Sorry. My knees. Knee implants, okay. And these were when cosmetic. I say my knees. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean when you say your knees? Uh, I mean my nipples. Your nipples. Okay, so you wanted to have your when nipples. I say my nipples. <laughs> I mean my kidneys. Your kidneys, okay. <laughs> Why do you say your knees and your nipples when you mean your kidneys? Well, I know people might judge me. Mm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you're very open. I'm very open, but I'm full of shame. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. So that it took you those kind of two, um, I suppose, fake answers to to get to the truth. Just now. Just now, yeah, yeah. So you wanted your kidneys enhanced cosmetically? Yes. To look like... Better, better kidneys. kidneys. <laughs> okay, that's. I don't. I'm not a, a a doctor. That seems like it would be tricky enough of a procedure. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, and it didn't work, and okay. now I'm on dialysis. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Uh, I want to bring on your escort. No. Oh. Uh, Brian. Brian, do you have any medical training at all? Yeah. Uh, first of all, it's uh, Doctor Brian Hennessy. Okay. And I do. I'm a qualified doctor. I've practiced in medicine for many years. Um, okay. Until I, this, I'm sorry to get per, so personal right off the top, but lost my wife uh, last year. I I operated on her, ironically enough, and we lost her. And after that, you know, I said, I'm done with medicine. Right. I'm done with relationships. Wow. I'm just going to try and get into, I thought, what's the opposite? Sex work? Yeah. Well, I know it's the opposite, but it's different. I, well, I'm a doctor, so don't correct me, because I have a big diploma to prove it. Okay. And No de- no degree, just a diploma? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I got no. a de- yeah. I, su- <laughs> I studied. <laughs> I studied medicine at the Carlo Institute of Technology. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, so... Really, when I met Astrid, my first, uh, I suppose, John, I'd call you. I don't know. My first, uh, I was, you know, very upset to find out that I was being roped straight back into medicine. And I was going to have to perform again. The one thing. You should have read the whole, the whole ad. I mean, it was. It was was very lengthy and wordy. And you kept contradicting. You said, I'm looking for a man, gentleman. Sorcerer, no, a man. Sorry, I got nervous about saying mm, I wanted a man, yeah. so I talked about uh, sorcerer. Fair enough. So, and it just kind of <laughs> went on like that. You've been speaking to Astrid, you understand? Yeah, yeah. 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 Where was this ad? Daft. Daft, okay. <laughs> it's an unusual place for it. All right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, when Astrid said to you, okay, look, as part of my service here, I want you to enhance my kidneys cosmetically. Mm. Um, did that give you pause or were you like okay I can do that yeah it was I was taken off guard and I was for a moment felt like leaving and then I knuckled down and said Brian you've chosen this life yeah you're trying to start a new career best put your best foot forward yeah but again Astrid very confusing kidneys implants it kept changing and so (laughs) I'm gonna I'm just gonna stop you know, skirting around it, uh, I put tits in her knees, and now she's got titty needs, knees, and and I'm sorry, and I thought that's what she wanted, yeah. and evidently it's not what she wanted okay, for so, the titty needs. Yeah, you you didn't make that obviously clear, Astrid, that it wasn't. Did I not? Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, I asking. I, I thought I, I thought I made that very clear. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, how do you feel now that you have titty needs? Heavy. 
Heavy around the knees, kind yeah. of. Okay, yeah. like a, like I'm like I'm wading through deep water <laughs> constantly. Yeah, Dave. Um, I don't know how much medical expertise you have personally, uh, no, no. but the knees are actually very important when it comes to supporting the body's weight mm. and with movement. They're quite a sure. strong piece of bone and ligament and tendon, and yeah. it's a really complicated system. And replacing diploma, them, huh? yeah, <laughs> and replacing them with a balloon of water and <laughs> nipple is. You, you can't really put any weight on that or it's just going to pop. Yeah. But you agreed to do it. Yeah. I, well, I thought it's what... I, look, so one thing I learned in the Carlo Institute of Technology is that the customer's always right. <laughs> and I wasn't going to be questioning the order. Yeah. I suppose, had you been still a doctor, would you have done it? Or was it only... You're only willing no, to do it because no, you're No, no. It would have been a serious case of medical malpractice. <laughs> yes, and as a doctor, I would have found it inhumane yeah. and a disgusting betrayal of my... Your uh, hypocritical. My hypocritical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this wasn't Brian... Dr. Brian Hennessy. This was Mr. Brian Hennessy, the sex worker. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, them's the streets. Yeah. Now, can I just say that, having said all that, the titty-knees thing is not why I was disappointed. Well, why were you disappointed? You seemed a bit put out when I was um, upset, when I was conveying upset about mm. just, um, I hadn't been able to find parking outside the hotel that we were meeting at. And as I say, I'd, uh, I'd warned Brian that what I was primarily interested in was three things, but one of those things was running the gamut of the emotions and to be there with me as I felt my big feelings. Mm. Didn't. He, yeah, Astrid, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly you, sorry. I am sorry um, I said, about that. I said I couldn't find any parking. Yeah. Brian, Brian just shifted around in his seat and kind of looked from left to right with his eyes very visibly uncomfortable with my yeah. my. And I hadn't even gotten to most of the emotions that I have. Nice. Yeah. Right. Dave, truthfully, I was I was uh, very uncomfortable, and I'm sorry, Astrid. It was not. It was. It was nothing on your end. It was my end. Um, is it kind I, of triggering for you? It's very or? triggering. You see, the last time uh, I had been with a woman that upset... Be professional. Was when Be professional. Leave your, leave your own things at home. My wife died, okay? I killed her on the this operating table. a turn-off. Right? No, it's a turn-off. Sometimes <laughs> wait, wait, real wait. life is a turn-off. What's this got to do with parking? Well, the last time I was with a woman who was upset was my wife, who uh. was quite upset that I had nicked a significant artery and she had seconds left to live. And she was, I, I tell you, well, I got an earful. And she was just bucketing blood out. So her blood out. couldn't park in her arteries? No. Is that what you're saying? Astrid, all right. This Wait, was is... she awake during this? Yeah. Why was she awake during an operation? Well, she, was, she, she herself was a doctor and she didn't trust my skills <laughs> under the knife. So she wanted to make sure I didn't nick any arteries. Now, mm. I thought it was a huge... Uh, you know, insult to my right. skills, but she was dead right. <laughs> she was dead, dead right. <laughs> Although I would argue if she had been under, she wouldn't have been shifting around so much. <laughs> yeah, that's Probably wouldn't true. have nicked the artery. So. That's true. That's so, true. We're, you know, it's a bit of a chicken and the egg. We don't really know. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to say, Astrid, is... Well, I suppose I should count myself lucky. Yeah. So wait, I, wait, 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 wait. I want to know, though, was the sex part of it okay? Phenomenal. Well, um, I wasn't asking you. I'm asking Astrid. Oh, no, if it's phenomenal for one person, it's phenomenal for the other person. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's very, well. It was absolutely phenomenal. Okay, well, look, Astrid, I'm sorry. I'm afraid your search for somebody who can offer all three uh, continues. continues. Um, mm. And I wish you, Brian, the best of luck in your I'll continued... I'll try my home. <laughs> yeah, my home the best place for it. Uh, uh, thank you to Astrid and Brian for phoning it in. I'm going to move on to some other calls now. Uh, my next caller, Maria, was not impressed by the limousine she ordered. What happened, Maria? Dave, Dave, you don't just you don't realise what kind of lady I am. Sure, I'm, tell us. I'm a particular lady with particular tastes, Dave. Yeah. And I like luxury. Well, you were driving, a, you were getting a limousine, so I assume yeah. you like luxury. Yeah. There's, name me a more luxurious car than a limousine. Uh, stretch Hummer. No, Dave, that's shit, shit. I guess that's a kind of limousine, it's, right? It's, it's like, it's it's a poor man's limo. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, so anyway, uh, limo arrives. Mm-hmm. 
It's a bloody hatchback. A hatchback limousine? How does that no, work? No, it's a hatchback oh, car. Oh, just a hatchback car. Yeah, your man that I rented it off, Morris. Morris, yeah. Yeah. Said it was a limo service. Yeah. It's a hatchback car. And where were you going, Maria? I was just going to the shops. You just take a limo to the shops normally, do you? Yeah. That's how fancy a lady you are. Yeah, people need to know. The neighborhood needs to know, you know. I mean business. That you mean business, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not sure. like one of those common povos, you know. Yeah, who who would who would who would get but get the bus or a taxi or whatever. Yeah. I've never been on public transport in my whole life. Okay, yeah. Not even like a, a train? What's a train? <laughs> What's a train? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't want to get into what, what a train is. If you don't know what a train is, I, I, I just don't have time to explain it to you. Um, so, Morris showed up in the hatchback. Did he explain himself as to why it wasn't a limousine? He he said it was. He said it was a family-sized limousine. A and family I said, I've, limousine. I've said, I said, Morris, I've been in more limos than you've had hot dinners, love. Right. I know what I'm talking about. Because you get them to go to the shops yeah. every day. Yeah. And, okay. uh, but no, he he just wouldn't. He just wouldn't, you know, uh, admit it. Yeah, yeah. And did you get in it? Did you take it to the shops, or did you say no? I'm not getting in that. I did. I did. There was a few bits and bobs that really needed downtown days. Okay, so yeah, 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 I got I'd in. say you were so embarrassed being seen. I was mortified. Mortified. Yeah. Did anyone see you? Everybody. Everybody saw me, and they're probably all thinking now. You know, oh look at her. She's she's just like us. She's not yeah, special. Just, just a pavo or <laughs> whatever you pavo. call it. Yeah. Okay, but well, let's bring on Morris. Morris, the limo driver. What if? Was it? I was, what if? Yeah. Imagine. What if I imagine if I was to tell you that that hatchback was made of pure 16 carat gold? What if? Imagine, but it wasn't. Imagine, it wasn't, Morris. It wasn't. What if I told you to imagine it was? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about, Dave. Well, what hang on. Let's see what where he's if, going with this. What if that car ran on liquid diamonds? Oh, wow. What if the fuel... Imagine if that fuel cost two million... Euro to, to fill the tank. What if, imagine, <laughs> there was a golden goose, if you will, of a hatchback that laid little, little mini golden hatchbacks. But there wasn't, and Morris, <laughs> I saw you fill it up at the Tesco. There wasn't, it, it was diesel. What has happened to people's curiosity, imagination, and sense of wonder, Dave? What if... I mean, is it gold-coloured even, Morris? Imagine. No, I can, <laughs> I can imagine if it was. I can imagine if it was solid gold and it ran on diamonds. I can imagine all those things. But if none of them are true, like... Oh, this is a sad bunch. <laughs> no, but I mean, Maria's paid for a limo. Not to use, she hasn't paid to use her imagination. Well, most people say that you need to, you know, you, you value, your, the value you put on something is, correlates to how much you pay for it. This is why people, you know, pay for um, expensive accountability programs, for example, for losing weight or, or doing exercise, you okay, know? Okay, yeah, yeah. So they, they're, they're not truly worth that money but people value them as such because i offer an experiential service yeah that demands you use your imagination right so it's worth the value because mm-hmm. you're facilitating the use of imagination to such a high level kind Precise. of Precise. actually that's that, that puts it very well <laughs> okay do you see that maria do you see that it's like um a kind of specialized service Maria, before you answer that, I want you to imagine that you have an imagination and then answer as such. Can you imagine you're somebody with an imagination? I'll try. Hold on. Okay. I'm going to try now. All right. I'm imagining I have an imagination. Mm. If I had an imagination, what would I imagine? Well, we're asking you to imagine this car, the gold car. I just can't do it, Dave. Yeah. I just, I honestly can't. I, I just can't put myself there. I, I think it's attack, an attack on me. He, an attack on, why is it an attack on you? It's an attack on me to make me imagine something 
that's absolutely shit. Right. That I'm supposed to make it imagine that it's not shit, you know? Right, that's well, interesting. It's an attack. It do, well, she sees it as an attack. I see, Morris, I, I'm very serious. I see it as a personal attack. What if attack. you didn't? <laughs> well, I don't want to get into too many <laughs> what ifs and what ifs and what ifs because we have to get to, you know, we have to deal with facts as well, Morris. Mm-hmm. I want to bring in um, your boss. Also, it's Maris. It's Maris. Maris. Sorry, Maris. I want to bring uh, in... The lady said it right at the beginning. Okay, sorry. I misheard. Um, I want to bring in your boss, Butch. Butch, you run the limo company that that Maris works for. I do. Now, are all of your limos um, imaginary, if you you know what I mean? Thanks for having me on, first of all, Dave. No problem, Butch. um, First of all, can I ask you to imagine? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Are you imagining? I'm imagining, yeah. I want you to picture a blank space in yes. your mind. Okay. Okay? Yeah. That's what my business started at. Just a blank <laughs> warehouse with nothing. I built myself up from the ground up. Wait, now, was there an actual warehouse or an imaginary warehouse? No. Well, it started off as, as an imagined warehouse okay. was step one. Yeah. Step two, I leased a warehouse with nothing <laughs> in it. So that then, so I had both the literal and the imaginary yeah. in this case. And that's kind of what we're getting at here at Imagined Limos, is that... You imagine if you can if you can imagine something, you can realize it. And who's to say that someday Maris won't have a gold uh, plated limousine with sure. that runs on liquid diamonds? Yeah. Um, certainly, if Maris didn't have the imagination to imagine such a possibility, it would never happen. So yeah. that's the first step towards achieving. I don't your really goals. see the upshot of it running on diamonds. <laughs> I mean. Oh, I'm sorry, you want the world to collapse under fossil fuel, is it? Renew- <laughs> no, you want the, the, the just clouds to be small? I, uh, fuel, Dave, I don't know why that's quickly, a good thing. Quickly, Dave, can you imagine a world, okay, also, where we've got clean diamond energy? And the exhausts would be sparkly. Mmm. <laughs> I, Maris, I hadn't imagined that, and it's a delight. Mmm. Mm. Um, I'm feeling very positive about this hire. Is do you do you do any other uh, imaginary experiences? Because obviously, limousine is just one service that we could imagine. You could have imaginary swimming pools, or or well, Davis, you can imagine with imagination, the sky's the limit. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we have what uh, our, our 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 premium experience yeah. is the imagination room, which is less room, more box. A box, okay. and uh, we put you over the box. And then put you're you just over kind of, the box. What yeah, do you mean? We put you over the box. Like, like you, you lie on top of the box. On top of it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not in it. Not in it. On top of it, okay. No. All right. That would be ludicrous. <laughs> okay. You lie on top of the box. Yeah. You know, you look stuck inside a box, claustrophobic. No, you lie on top of the box. Yeah. And then we put a blindfold on you. Okay. And then you're just free to go hell for leather, imagination-wise. Why do I need to be on top of a box to do that? Because you spend all day with your feet on the ground and you're you're grounded yeah. by a box okay. is light and it's airy and it's yeah. unusual. Is How, it, unusual? <laughs> it is unusual to lie on top of a box. Yeah. So you, it's not a weight you're used to feeling. We're used right. to feeling the sturdiness of a chair. Sure, sure. But this would have to be a sturdy a box. The, wa- in order the wobbleness to take... of, a, of a cardboard box. But this would have to be a sturdy cardboard box in order to take my weight right yeah, or am yeah. I just collapsing straight we had the box? some collapses if that's okay. what you're getting at yeah, if that's that what you're what circling around yeah, yeah we've had many collapses okay. we've got almost a hundred percent collapse rate okay well listen maria um obviously you've been listening in what do you think of this imaginary room idea where you lie on the box and you can basically imagine you're anywhere in the world or the universe well dave i I just, I don't have a very big imagination, you know? We've, yeah, we've covered that, yeah. But it sounds like, it sounds like something that, it sounds like something hippies would be into. Yeah. And I'm not a hippie, I'm you know, yeah. I'm... You're a classy... I'm a classy lady. lady yeah, Maria, yeah. I got it. My name is Butch. I'm the furthest thing Hi, from Butch. a hippie you'll get. I'm a practical man who lives in the practical world. Oh. And... I want to tell you something, oh, okay? okay but I want, I want, I want, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name out some names, okay? And okay. these are probably some people you're big fans of. Ryan Tuberty, you like that man? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noel Edmonds. Oh yeah, I like him. Graham Norton. Oh yeah, he's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Do you want all these people? Are they're dreamers? 
Oh, They're right. Imaginers, okay? None yeah. of them started, were born out of the womb presenters of amazing television programs. They imagined it, and that's the, uh, the opportunity we've given you, and you squandered so f- selfishly. Perfect examples of big dreamers. Mm. The yeah. three biggest dreamers they've ever dreamed. Mm. I just want to my limo, Dave. Like, Noel Edmonds, I can definitely see, because Noel came up with the house party... You know, deal or no deal, that was him. Like, he's definitely dreaming big. Tuberty came up with the Late Late Show. He didn't, though. He just he just he did. took over he did. This Pat is a Kenny. little known trivia, is that he <laughs> came up with it as a very young child. And he said, look, this is my idea. I'm not ready for it. Mm. I'm a child. Give it to another couple of lads to kind of warm it up for me. Okay. And then I'll be there when it, once it's established. Is I'm this true now? Is this just we your know, imagination? I have imagined this. Yeah, yeah, I did imagine that. You <laughs> caught me out on that one. That was a bit of an imagination. But it felt real there for a second. It yeah, felt real I just don't know if the maths adds up. Um, sorry, Maris, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that um, I imagined that I was um, Ryan Tuberty's nanny. So could prove it. <laughs> in an imaginary sense you could prove it yeah yeah okay well yeah we don't all work in imaginary worlds i mean i understand the 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 benefits of this box you know where you can just imagine whatever you want mm, but and it'll have a, an effect on all other facets of your life may i tell you how's that i'm married to a woman who's way out of my league what? uh i'm but imaginary. No, no. Really? No. <laughs> so she is imaginary. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can I ask who it is? Help it's me, help. Dave. It's me. Um, so myself and Maris were struggling on this the old. You're the imagining. No, this is your imagining. So, this is your fantasy. Mine is Helen the Bottom of the Carter. Helen the Bottom of the Carter. And mine's Helen of Troy. Oh. And so we figured we're never going to get these women. Yours. A-list celebrity, mine, mm. famously dead. So, a, a bit of a two-way imagination deal, Aruni. We both imagine the other onto each other. And we put each other over the box. And we put Say each no other more. over the box. So <laughs> Say no more. Okay, well, listen, guys, it's it's an absolutely great uh, business plan. I wish you the best of luck with it. I'm sorry, Maria, that we didn't get any kind of compensation or any benefits for you. You know, it's okay. It was an experience. Yeah, it was it was a bad experience, but it was an experience nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, um, thank you, Maria, Maris, and Butch for phoning it in. As I'm sure you know, phoning it in is just one of the many excellent podcasts on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Here's a little teaser for another one you should definitely check out. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week you'll hear tales of mythic Irish gods, Arthurian knights or Norse Vikings. There is folklore from Ireland and around the world, and even historical legends like Brian Baru and Gráinne Whale. Whether from poetry or prose, lyric or legend, if there is a good story at the heart of it, you'll find it here. I'm Kevin C. Olihan. I'm your host and fireside bard. With over 150 episodes and rising, there has never been a better time to join us by the fireside. If you like this show, please support it. The best way to do that is by leaving a review for us on iTunes, posting about us on social media, or just telling some friends about the show. We've been on a little break, but we're back and we want to get back into people's RSS feeds. So please tell your friends to check out the show. If you can afford it, you can also support the show financially by coming along to a live improv comedy night I'm hosting upstairs in Chaplin's Bar in Dublin on Wednesday, April 26th. It's called Hooray for Comedy and it's going to feature some of your favourite performers from this show. Tickets are available now on eventbrite.com. More on this later on in the plugs. Thanks. My special guest joining me in the studio today is Emmy Calhoun, a professional alibi supplier who claims she can get people out of any fix by providing them with an airtight alibi at a reasonable rate. Emmy, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, really good. Now, we just had someone on a minute ago yeah. who yeah. kind of more or less yeah. admitted uh-huh. that they were a murderer. Mm. Um, Did they? 
Well, they said they kind of implied that, that maybe they'd lock their... Yeah, um, difference there, Dave. Yeah. Difference. Well, they'd imply that they'd lock the, their, their mother into a barn and set fire to it. Well, now, you, you're you creating a lot of hypotheticals there and uh, kind of creating a story there. And that's what juries do and that's what lawyers do and that's what, uh, you know, people tend to do. Uh, you know, it's human nature to kind of create stories from uh, different little tidbits of information. It's kind of like, you know, if you... Uh, write a sentence with only the first and the last letter of each word and you're reading it yes. you can actually read the sentence because yeah. you kind of tie it all together and it's kind of like that we, we, kind we, like we that. kind of fill in the missing pieces of the jigsaw the missing pieces. but I mean your your story that you're filling in there could be very different to the story that somebody else fills in uh, the actual the yeah the actual Not, truth and, 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 and very different from the truth again but I mean you know, yeah yeah uh, no I see what you're saying but in that situation <clears throat> yeah. would you be able to provide an alibi for I mean I wouldn't even need to provide no way there because there, there's no hard evidence you know but yeah. I, I mean if there was hard evidence absolutely I'm going to be probably by for pretty much <laughs> for anything well yeah I mean absolutely it's just storytelling you know yeah but it, legally though if are you not on shaky ground like I can understand you 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 can provide an alibi to let's say hypothetically uh, a husband cheats on his wife for sure and then a oh, very common story in the kind of tropes of life. Yeah. Yeah. And then the husband comes to you and says, yeah. I think she's got she's she's figured me out. I need an alibi. I need right you. there. I'd be like, right. You think this, you know, but like, let's 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 take a, a little calm down here. For yeah. A minute. Uh, go on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And then he's saying, I need you to provide an alibi for me to say I was in this place. So she thinks that I wasn't with this other woman. Yeah. Is that yeah, where you come sure. in? I mean, what do you do? Well, then we just start brainstorming, you know. We probably okay. go to, we probably get a hotel room, the two of us, and uh, put up some big sheets on the wall <laughs> and then start brainstorming, you know. Right. Um, and look, if things got hot, that's okay. <laughs> what do you mean by that now? Sorry, I, I thought that was what you were asking. <laughs> what do you mean? Because this guy's obviously, you know, into extramarital stuff. Okay, so in that situation, you might end up having I mean, an affair with him. I mean, this is a story, you know, and I mean, this is kind of like a hypothetical, <laughs> but I mean, if, if, if things were going right, maybe I would. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of separate then from the alibi, right? You don't need to sleep with him in order to provide an alibi oh, for him having no. slept with someone else. But it does help if I can blackmail my own clients, you know. Why does that help? Oh, it just means that if they end up, you know, not being happy with my, with the service that I provide or the you stories that I write. You can blackmail them. Blackmail them. And yeah. they can't out I'm you too, as a yeah, fake I'm alibi too. provider. I mean, I'd be a real alibi provider. A <laughs> real alibi provider, yeah. 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 I tell you, it's complicated stuff. Um... Leanne is on the line. Leanne, uh, you used um, Emmy's service. Yes. Uh, but you're not happy. No. Why? Because I lost my husband. Right. She was supposed to provide me with an alibi. Yeah. Um, I was, I've been dating George for, you know, several months and we got married. Um, and I started hooking up with this other guy at the gym, you know, just a real buff kind of like you know just one of those things it was just so physical and he George copped on and uh -oh. I went to Emmy and um, we did the brainstorm yeah uh, she kept trying to fuck me which was weird yeah. but um, we got through the brainstorm and um, she was supposed to provide me with an alibi okay. and she didn't right and now George has left me but George left you oh George left me yeah nice. and um, he's hooked up with her with Emmy yeah with Emmy well, Emmy, this seems like bad practice. And I paid her. So I literally paid her to steal mm. my husband. I know. <laughs> so, sorry, you admit this, Emmy? Well, I mean, you know, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> I have no need to create an alibi for myself. <laughs> yeah. I would hire someone else to do, to do that. Yeah. And so like, just going to, yeah. That's what happened. And I know it was really tough on Leanne. Like, it was really tough, Leanne. I'm devastated. I'm really, that's, I'm really sorry, you know. I'm but five months on. pregnant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait, you're five months pregnant with, with George's baby? Yeah. It's yeah. definitely George's and then not this guy, the, the buff guy at the gym. 
No, he's on roids. He could barely get it up. Oh, so you were just yeah, we were just fooling around. around. It was yeah. just a passion. It was just a mistake. It was a stupid mistake, and I love George, and I want him back. Okay. Yeah. Now I gotta ask first, though, um, Emmy, mm. why didn't you provide Leanne with the alibi she hired you to provide? Okay, so look. You know, some people call me an alibi writer. Some people call me an epic storyteller. And um, some people would say that I'm a writer of wrongs. R-I-T-G-H-T-E-R. Yes. Rather than a writer of wrongs because I would only write rights. You would only W-R-I-T-E or I-G-H-T-E-S. T-E-S. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And, um, you know, with something like what Leanne did, it was really sick, you know, so. It was sick. Well, it was pretty sick for George to have, you know, for you to um, get with that pumped up roid master. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I gotta say, Emmy, like, yeah. I would have thought of all profes- professions, you would have to be very non-judgmental because your whole deal is providing people with alibis. Like, I assume the things they want an alibi for are not, like, usually the nicest behaviours, you Yeah, know? so most of them end up pretty, you know, pretty down on their look, shall we say, after I've had a little, a little uh, part to play in their day-to-day. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I, I don't know like, what you mean. <laughs> I'm saying is once I find out, like, if they've, if they've been if they've been bad, you know, yeah. if they've done wrong. Yeah, like I'll make it my absolute raison d'être to fuck up their lives. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I see what Can you're I saying. Can I make it any clearer? Yeah, I just don't see how that jives with your whole business model. Like you're supposed to be providing people alibis. It sounds Look, like I'm independently pe- wealthy. Okay. Yeah, so people come and, to you looking for an alibi, yeah. and instead. Yeah. You decide to right the wrong that they've done, which is the whole reason they're looking for an alibi in the first place. Right. Right. W R I T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you or I G H T the 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 wrongs. the wrongs. I do write um, alibis, <laughs> you know, but they're just kind of part of the play. The play. The play. The the big game. Right. Okay. Well, look, uh, Cormac is on the line. Cormac heard you and he needs an alibi pronto. Cormac, I'm not sure if I can recommend Emmy's services after her description. Yeah, um, you took the words right out of my mouth there, Dave. Um, it sounds like this is more like revenge. You <laughs> seem to be some kind of a vigilante, some sort of a... And I've done some terrible, despicable, unspeakable things. Just and I'm now. really, uh, just today. Yeah. And I'm questioning why I'm even on the radio talking about it. I made, I made a lot of questionable decisions today, <laughs> yeah. Dave. Um, well, let's don't, well, don't but, break the habit. Um, what, sorry? But, what were you going to say? I, well, I was just going to say, like, now you've got our, our, you know, our minds are going into overdrive. So probably what you did isn't even as bad as what we all think you did now, you know. Yeah, I can, you see, I can feel the little machinations already. And I was getting lured into the temptations for an alibi. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to try and stay strong. Because I know, just from listening to this program, <laughs> yeah. if I accept this alibi offer, my life's going to blow up. But Dave, yeah. I am tempted. Yeah, yeah because you've done some, pretty, I've done some pretty awful, uh, pretty awful, this, uh, just this yeah. despicable thing. Right. I mean, can can you, sorry? No, it's too late for him, you know. I'm, I'm Why? Gonna, I'm going to get him. <laughs> You're going to get him? You don't even know what he did. Did you hear the, no, the I mean, kind it, of scale of sure, menace that sure. he thinks he did himself? Right. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel you. bad now, Cormac, because you came on looking for an alibi. I I obviously made it sound like you would be able to get one from should our yeah. professional. You feel bad for this guy. Yeah. And well, I don't Dave, know what he's Dave, doing. And Dave, you should feel bad because we're actually great mates and we were having coffee mm. all morning. Isn't that right, Dave? You and me? Yeah, we were having coffee all oh, morning, and yes. I was busy having coffee with you all morning. Yes, we met up earlier on, and earlier we had on. lots of coffee. And lots of coffee when that unspeakable national tragedy was happening what in a different location. What was that tragedy that happened at another location? The burning down of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Which, of course, I was you not You were not a in. part of because we were having... In. 
coffee no. at the time. Well, this, We're this having is coffee. difficult for me. Hmm? This this is a difficult one for me. Why? You know, just um. You're not a royalist. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what are you saying then? You 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 might let Cormac away with this. I might get him good. Oh, you might get him good, even though. As in, get him good. Get him in a good way. Oh, get him in a good way. Like help me out. That's right. So, like, hypothetically, which I'm not at all admitting to, if, for example, I was... Somebody. Uh, somebody, somebody was uh, watching The Crown with their partner and really got invested in the show and really felt like some shady stuff was going down and had a couple too many rock shandies and mm. went down to Buckingham Palace and just set it ablaze, mm-hmm. you... In that hypothetical situation, might actually feel like you could help that person with an alibi. I think that uh, this is this is beyond my pay grade, and I think we should um, hire somebody else to uh, step in. Um, I, uh, I I I could um, just uh, recommend um, somebody somebody else. I'm. Um, Two. Can we get them uh, on the line? Look, I've never written an alibi in my life. <laughs> what? Uh, this is just a, yeah. I mean, I've I've only really done the revenge thing. The the alibi thing was a real you know it's a cover you know it's, it's a cover. It's, it's, it's an alibi. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, yeah, I feel I don't like think I've ever seen here. a, a, a such a terrible liar <laughs> in my whole life, and I've experienced a few liars watching The Crown. I know a thing or two about lying. And you're bad at it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Dimitri is on the line. D- Dimitri, uh, you say that you can actually provide alibis. Yes, I have all the alibis for everybody. Okay. And it depends what you're thinking of. Is it serious or not so serious? But I can do both. Very serious. Oh, very serious. Yeah. It would cost. Dave, a lot? It would cost quite a lot. Okay, so let's say hypothetically someone had too many rock shandies, mm-hmm. which is a non-alcoholic beverage, so I don't know why that would have I, any effect. I would get you very sugar-ish. giddy and yeah, very yeah, yeah, okay. hyper. Too many rock shandies, and they may or may not have like burnt down a, a royal residence, mm-hmm. a famous one. What would that cost for an alibi? It would cost your firstborn child mm. and the bone toe of your grandfather. The bone toe? The bone toe of your grandfather Which on your toe? mother's side. The big bone toe. The big toe. Yeah. Big bone toe. Left or right? Uh, left. Left, okay. Just that? Th- those two things? Yes. Because I work on a uh, system of magic. Okay. And uh, clairvoyantry. Clavorantry? Uh, yes. Okay. And um, I use the universe as my vessel. Okay. Uh, <laughs> couldn't you just, like, lie and make it up? No, Dave, no. no. Okay. You see, the universe needs to be a part of the truth and the untruth. I know what you mean. You actually need to bend reality to make the alibi actually have happened. Yes, Dave. Right, well, that's a... In fairness now, uh, Cormac, that's a much better service. That is the bending of reality. <laughs> yeah. um, it sounds now, and I don't want to be casting any aspersions, sure. oddly like the plot of Spider-Man No Way Home. I've never, I've never <laughs> seen it. Did they that. need a bone tone? There was, was no bone tone at all, but it did involve a young rapscallion who made a mistake okay. going to a wizard who casts a universe-changing um, spell <laughs> okay. to cover up a, lo- a truth that has been released into the world. But, but, but Cormac, right? Mm. Doesn't this seem like a much better service than just somebody writing uh, uh, or I-G-H-T or W-O-R-T yeah. writing a made-up alibi? Well, look, I'm not a person, to be clear, who needs an alibi, but I'm going to sure. put myself in the headspace of someone hypothetically yeah. who would need an alibi, and these both seem like awful, terrible options. Because I've got, I've got, A, I've got some sort of a revenger, yeah, listen, some sort of a uh, swindler, yeah, some sort of a I'm not, self-admitted... Um, I'm not going to bat for yeah, Emmy anymore. Emmy, this is a mistake. whole kinds of chicanery that yeah. I'm no fan of. But, but then on the other side... Dimitri over here. we got a universe-altering demonic, and well, I've I ended up seeing demonic. 
Uh, no, the devil the, the, the is toll my of a king. grandfather is demonic talk. Okay, that right. is real demon talk. Okay. And I don't know how familiar you are with the film Spider-Man No Way Home. I have but seen, there yeah. are a whole bunch of green goblins and Dr. Octopuses and Electros out there in universes I'm not even familiar with. And those I don't wanna are, Those are specific consequences that that, that that came about due to that specific uh, mm. spell going wrong. I don't know much about other universes outside of my own universe. Perhaps this would just end up with loads of loads of like princes and queens and Oh, like, I don't even like the sound of that. I don't yes. like the inclination of that. I can tell you what happens, Dave, if yes. you have to cast a spell for Cormac for the universe mm. to bend for say if he had hypothetically burnt down Buckingham Palace. After for the record a few too many rock shandies. After a few too many rock shandies. After what would happen uh, after a few too many rock shandies. What would happen then is the universe will guide him in a path that he would never be caught. But then also half of the marine life would not exist as it does today. Marine life. Marine life. In the world. In the world. And right. that is, and you know. That's pretty. Yeah, that, yeah, that is a deal. Uh, I'm sure this person would hypothetically snap up on a heart. <laughs> oh, really? They wouldn't care about that at I'm, all? I, well, I think that would be a selfish thing for this hypothetical person to do because obviously the marine life is very important to the world's ecosystem. Incredibly. But this person, half of us? Are you Yeah. But hypothetically, this person would be in a lot of trouble for right. burning down the, the Buckingham Palace right. and would have a bit of a fear of the Dr. Octopuses and the Green Goblins sure. and the princes and the princesses coming through universal holes. And so with all of these being possibilities uh, in their very near future, mm. a couple less whales and fish, I'm sure for that person wouldn't be so bad, uh, hypothetically. I, I would absolutely love to know kind of the connection between how the bending of the reality with the Buckingham Palace thing links to the fish with no other, you know, major changes there in between. Can you spell that out for us, Dimitri? It's very simple. So the Buckingham Palace, which as it stands now, is burnt down. They either, you know, investigate and Cormac is put up for or a hypothetical or a uh, hypothetical Cormac. Or the, yeah. a hypothetical Cormac. I think for, for hypothetical sake, let's call this mystery assailant Cormac. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just a coincidence that it's also my first name. Sure. Common, common name. And um, within that, where Cormac, as the universe bends and Cormac disappears into the background, yeah. they realize or they believe that it was. Uh, the Americas that had launched the attack on them. Okay. UK end up submerging a million of their submarines to attack the Americas. Right. Mm-hmm. And on the way to attacking the Americas, the submarines um, hit a large school of whales. Right. And explode. This, this is kind of nuclear submarines we're talking about now, is yes. it? Right, okay. And it causes extreme damage to the ocean. Yeah, well, it would. Yeah, yeah. Atomic blast. Clear. That's quite Deep. quite directly linked. I thought there yeah. was going to be a whole lot of links in that chain. But no, it's, it's just one straight. Really yeah, one very to one. Simple, yeah. Yeah. Now, Dave, would uh, you seem to be a man who's got your head screwed on straight. Well, hypothetically, you. would you... Thank you. Would you consider it to be a selfish act for a person to enact this uh, nuclear marine holocaust um, just to get themselves out of a personal issue? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it's like that's I can't imagine what kind of havoc that's going to wreak, you know, on on, not just on the on the on the oceans. But the knock-on effect that's going to have on the entire planet. I'll remind you, Dave, though, that hypothetically millions of people are going to die. Yeah. Because of this Cormac, mm, not you, Cormac, the hypothetical yeah, that Cormac, Cormac yeah. is that selfish to just try and escape uh, his despicable acts? Mm, but, like, but first of all... Do you uh, have any kids out of interest? I do. I do. I have, I have an eldest son. Right, okay. His name is Cormac. <laughs> Cormac as well. Named yeah. after his, and he is the absolute apple of my eye. Okay. And he will hypothetically be missed. Right. I'm afraid we're out of time. We're not going to find out how that one ended. I want to thank all my callers today, but I especially want to thank Perler Work, Kate Moylan and John Splan. Folks, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, yes. There's going to be on the last Thursday of 
April. There's going to be a meet in Mob Theatre. And then, um, so come along to that. It's a comedy variety show. <laughs> Sorry, I just did a really bad job. <laughs> um, so it's a comedy variety show last Thursday of the month in Wigwam. It's uh, Mate and um, it's aligned with Mob Theatre. And then Mob is on every Thursday night in Wigwam. Brilliant. John, do you have anyone to plug? Yeah, uh, I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe. If you want to go to the Edinburgh Fringe. Cool. And look, if you're listening to this, you are an improv nerd. Well, guess what? My bloody show's improvised. What? What? Very uh, lazy and unprofessional for me. I didn't write a show. <laughs> so you can come to that. It's from April 3rd until April... Uh, April August 3rd. Okay, correct that. What? August 3rd to 27th in the City Cafe. Uh, or just find me on Instagram and uh, there'll be details up there. And, and you've probably got other shows coming up in the meantime. I have other shows in the meantime, but none of those have any kind of emotional significance to me. And I don't really care about them all that much. <laughs> and I'm really just gung-ho on this Edinburgh thing. <laughs> and um, I will be, uh, pardon the pun, phoning those shows in. Uh, <laughs> and not really caring so much. I'm, I'm focused on the big dance. Uh, I want to I plug, actually, and this this will loop Pearl in as well. Mm. I want to plug a, a, a night that I'm hosting upstairs in Chaplin's Bar in Dublin on Wednesday, April 26th. It's called Hooray for Comedy, and it's going to feature some of your favorite performers from this show. So headlining the night will be Pearl's group Tumbleweed. Yes, that's uh, me and Kelly Shatter. We haven't done a show in quite a while, but uh, very excited to get back up there with her. Uh, one of the best improv groups in Ireland, I would say, Stop. if not the best. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> um, and myself and Mark Canton will be performing the Megamax Method, uh, two deluded self-help gurus who are making it all up on the spot. And we'll also have a bag of cats joining us on the night as well. Another great improv team. Uh, so that's at half seven um, on Wednesday, April 26th. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. And it's called Hooray for Comedy. And you can follow me on at Phoning It In Show on Instagram and Twitter for more information on that. Uh, brilliant, guys. Thank you. Thank you to the Heads of Podcast Network for having us and to Bobby Ahern for our theme music. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Phoning It In. Phoning It In. If you're in a quandary or got dirty laundry, then you should be phoning it in. Boop, boop, This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.